As human beings, we spend a lot of our time stuck, mired in things like isolation and addiction, regret and resentment, bigotry and abuse. The list of things that weigh down a human life is lengthy and wearisome. But when freedom finally comes, it often appears in unexpected ways and from unexpected places. The Stuck Audio Project is about preserving and pondering those stories of liberation. We believe that by hearing and receiving the stories of others, we open our hearts to the forces of change. The stories you'll hear on the Stuck Podcast come from ordinary people, reflecting on their daily journeys with Christ. On the journey of life, some have come far, and some still have a long way to go. None of them are perfect, but all of them have had genuine tastes of freedom. In today's entry, you'll hear from Catherine. She shares a story about the shame-dissolving love of God and how it freed her to live life in new ways. As you take in her words, listen carefully to how her life story might be echoed in yours. It's been a little over a decade now. Not a perfect decade by any means, but a decade of seeing out and beyond and experiencing a level of freedom in Christ that I had not previously known. At that time, I was very stuck in patterns of deep shame and condemnation, and I constantly lived in a debilitating fear that I could not shake off. In that season, which lingered intensely for several years, I felt and saw so much darkness in my heart, and I thought that God was withdrawing his presence and blessing on my life. There was so much darkness. I kept dwelling on my sin and struggle mulling over every facet of it again and again and again. Now it's important to understand that in the midst of this struggle and this time of my life, I was a champion of the gospel. I believed and preached the message of by grace through faith. Absolutely. I rallied in worship with those praising my king of endless love and mercy and unmerited and undeserved favor. Of course, I would say that I stood clothed in the righteousness of Christ, Christ alone. And I had a deep personal relationship fortified with prayer, study of God's word, worship, and communion with other believers. But there remained a serious disconnect for me as I stared into my own darkness. But I was stuck. I kept returning to the dark places in my heart and in my mind, not sure if I had crossed a line and now would be left there, and I was despairing. It was in Curvitas, my Lutheran husband began to tell me, Martin Luther's description of turning inward on yourself, I had gotten so deeply drawn into the abyss of my endless sin, so caught up in looking inward. It was so dark and deep there 
You know what is characteristic of animals that live in the dark. They either have very poor vision or are basically altogether blind. I was too, and I was getting sucked in further and further. It took years of patience and persistence. My husband would urge me in those moments of unshakable despair to turn my gaze from deep within myself and my inadequacy up to the face of Christ and focus on being loved by him as I am engulfed in the mess. I practiced for a long time without much hope that things would change. But finally, a day came when I actually tasted the joy and freedom of truly embracing the fact that I was indeed both sinner and a saint, and the sinner part of me was loved when the stench and mess of sin was still on me and reeking. This was not an admission that the sin was finally okay. This was the blossoming into the transformative truth that I was okay. And I was okay because someone greater than all my sin would love me in my messy state and would not abandon me because of it. Again, I would defend these truths and did, but somehow I felt like I myself fell into a special category of to whom much is given, much would be required, and I was failing. For me, it was the question of, is this branch going to be cut off and thrown into the fire? But I tasted freedom, and it was good. It had been a long process. It took a long time for these truths to truly sink in and experientially and tangibly unwilt my leaves. But I have noticed when watering my own dry and wilting houseplants that the water goes right to the bottom of the drip pan. But it begins from the bottom of that soil at the very bottom of its root system to soak up that water. And as it works its way up, those leaves begin to straighten up and stretch, oriented in the direction that the sunlight shines in through the window. And my process was like that in those years. I found myself thinking about some really practical ways that I deal with these old patterns as they try to creep back up on me in my day-to-day today. I've been deeply in struggle and tension with one of my daughters. It has been so emotional for me because I still internalize every word and action with her, and I have felt so pushed to the edge of my character limits engaging with her. I feel like I have seen the worst version of myself in the last two years and never in a million years thought I would struggle this way with this gift that I waited nearly 11 years for, my firstborn daughter, and the relationship is suffering. But after a day of struggle and conflict and tears and frustration, I often have a conversation with her. It goes like this. Will you forgive me for the way that I responded to you today? This is why mommy needs Jesus. I am not a perfect mommy, and I sin, but Jesus forgives me. His love is not like mine. 
It is perfect. And yes, he does get angry at sin, but he is slow to get angry and is abounding in loving kindness. And I love you too, even when you sin, no matter what. When she was just a baby, I wrote a song for her long before the knowledge of these days. And I would sing these words, Daughter, I love you. Even when the day is hard, I will love you anyway. My love comes from the heart of God for you. Then later, when I'm by myself, I have the same conversation with myself, affirming that I totally failed, sinned miserably, acted in my full fleshiness rather than the fruits of the Spirit. I may have even caused some lasting damage that will need healing. But even when the day is hard, my Father will love me anyway. And then I taste that freedom. The process of getting stuck and unstuck now is much like getting stuck in a snowdrift in your driveway. You get stuck, you spin your tires, you reverse, you try again, over and over. Then sometimes you have to get out and shovel and clear a way forward. But then you get there. You get through it. There's a worship band by the name of Shane and Shane, and they have a song called His Mercy is More. When I heard this song for the first time, almost a year ago now, it absolutely rocked me. I couldn't get enough of it. I listened to it over and over again, and I sang it in the car alone and loud as it was being written into the fiber of who I am. It was so truthful as the theme of my life. And the lines that ring over and over in my head go like this. His mercy is more. His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness. New every morn. My sins, they are many. His mercy is more. As I sing these last two lines and meditate on them, my sins, they are many. His mercy is more. There is this incredibly deep agreement in my spirit and an exhale as I feel like the oppressive room-darkening drapes are dramatically yanked open into warmth and sunlight, and I can see out. This is where I find the way out of being stuck every time. The moment I sit unsqueamishly in the midst of my failure and sin and focus on the fact that I'm loved perfectly in that moment, that whatever darkness within and without, his mercy is more. I can get comfortable, not with the sin itself, but with the mercy and love that are there with me in that place. And I will end with John 8:32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
Thank you for listening to the Stuck Podcast. We want to invite you to engage this material even further through the show notes below. There you'll find a series of questions, prompts, and biblical texts that will invite you to reflect on how God is at work in your life and to think even more deeply on the places where you might, in fact, be stuck. Thanks again for listening.